Hi, this is Dr. Kathleen Nash, and welcome to 10 Minutes of Total Transformation. In these podcasts, I try to give you real information, the real deal, in bite-sized chunks so that you can start using it today to make a total transformation of your own. So let's hit it. From Digital Insight Recording Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a stone's throw away from the world-famous Strip, this is Transformation Radio, the podcast that explores weight loss, health, and everything Korean. Here is your host, chiropractic physician, Dr. Kathleen Nash. In this episode, episode 16, this is going to be a two-parter where I'm going to talk to you about a couple different ways that you can reduce cravings that stop your weight loss progress. So I've been fat or was fat or whatever since I was eight years old. Um, I was fat most of my life. And one of the biggest things that's going to disrupt me or was going to disrupt you when you're trying to meet your weight loss goal is cravings. There's actually four different things, whether you do my program or whether you do any kind of weight loss program, there's four different things that will derail you if you're not ready for them. Now, the first one is hunger. The second one is cravings, which is what we're going to talk about today. The third one is surroundings meaning environment and your friends and your family members and office. And then the last one are your habits. What bad habits have you put into place that you might have to look at and change in order for you to reach long-term success? But if you notice, cravings I listed as number two. Hunger and cravings by far are the two biggest reasons that people will stop on their journey towards losing weight. And I remember when I was going through my weight loss journey back in 2009 for what ended up being the last time, that the cravings would get so bad that I remember a time once where I was laying down on the floor. It was nighttime. I'd come home from work, and that's usually when myself and most of my clients tell me that their cravings hit. It's either nights or weekends. That's usually when it's the worst, and I'm no different than anybody else. And I remember lying on the floor of my living room, almost fetal, begging myself not to give in to whatever the heck the craving was. And So I started reading on cravings and seeing, you know, what kinds of things or tips or tricks or or anything that I could do to get through that craving, because I really did want the weight loss to be permanent this time. I really didn't want to give up on myself. And I remember I came across this really great book that talked about binge eating. And if I can remember the name of the book and the author, I will make sure to put it on my website so that you guys can read it for yourself. Um, so this was this information that I'm giving you was not my original idea. It did come from somebody else. Um, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant because it explained me perfectly. And in this book was a woman who talked about binge eating. And I was a big binge eater as well, or I thought I was a big binge eater until I read some of the crap that this woman could throw down in a day. Um, And I realized that I was small potatoes compared to this woman. Um, But I think all of us have to some degree experienced binge behavior where we give in to the craving because the craving is so strong and because we fought the craving for so long, we just go off the deep end. And that deep end could last a day, it could last two days, it could last a week, it could last a year, right, where we just give in and drop. Um, But it's that first release of the craving that causes it. And she talked about how she tried to work through this issue of this bad binge behavior. And she went to psychologists and she went to psychiatrists and she went to workshops and she went to different aid groups. And and they all talked about these specific issues that could be causing her binge behavior, but they just didn't seem relatable to her. So maybe it was an abuse issue and she was eating to protect herself, or maybe she was suppressing some negative trauma that happened in her life. And she just remembered that none of these issues seemed to fit her. 
and that she really just liked to eat. Like, that was her only issue. She didn't remember any childhood trauma. She was never abused. She was never sexually invaded. It was, she just liked to eat. And I remember being able to relate to her when she said that because I was always the same way. I was like, what if you just like to eat too much food? Like, what if there was no bad trauma that you can really recall in your life to explain the behavior? It's just you like to eat. And so finally near the end of the book, she started to talk about the way that you could overcome the binge behavior or in this case, the craving. And so first I'm gonna kind of explain how the craving works and then a very simple process that you can do to start unraveling the craving behavior. So a craving is basically an impulse from your brain to get you to do something, right? So it's your body or your brain saying, hey, I want this. Let's say it wants ice cream, right? And so you're sitting there, you're minding your own business, you're on your weight loss plan, you're not hungry, you just ate, right? You just had dinner and you get that craving for whatever the specific ice cream is, your favorite flavor, whatever that is, put that in there. And the craving hits and it's strong. Now, usually what we do is we try to fight it. And by trying to fight it, we give it energy. Now, the more we fight it and the more we give it energy, the more powerful it becomes. So the first step is to recognize that this impulse from the brain cannot physically make you eat whatever it is that it's telling you to eat. It's just a chemical impulse from the brain because up until now, that impulse has been rewarded with a pattern of behavior. So there was an impulse and then there was a reaction, right? So there was an action and a reaction and an action and a reaction. The action was the craving and the reaction was you eating the food that you were craving. And so over time, what's happened is in the brain, you've built a neurological signal or a pathway that when this happens, I get this. So if you imagine it kind of like a worn path on a grassy knoll. So when I was going to chiropractic college, if I had to go from my main building where I was taking lessons over to the anatomy building, um, there was this really pretty green area and you weren't supposed to walk on it, and there was a sidewalk that kind of went around it, but it was really kind of out of the way. So what me and most of the other students would do is we would just cut through the grass because it was we had to get to class and we had to do this or that, and it was just easier and more convenient. And every time we would cut through the grass, we'd wear a path. So eventually there was a path there because so many students had walked on it. That is very much like the craving behavior. On one side is the craving, and on the other side is the repeated action that the craving has caused. So the first step in this craving behavior is to recognize that ultimately you are in control. No matter how big that craving is, the craving cannot physically open your mouth and put the food in. It can't raise your hand, it can't open the bag, it can't grab the food, it can't put the food in, it can't make the mouth chew it, and it can't make you swallow it. All of that is voluntary action. So the first step is to remember that you are in control. That gives you a tremendous amount of power. The second step is to recognize that it's just an impulse and to stop fighting the impulse. So if we go back to my college, if they put a gate or a, a tall fence around that grass that stopped us from walking on the grass and forced us to walk around it, eventually what would happen is the grass would begin to grow again and we would lose that pathway. The same thing is happening to the brain. Because the brain is plastic, it can change. Plastic meaning dynamic, that it has the ability to change. When the brain sends a path, a signal to you and tries to create a path, 
If you simply stop fighting it, listen to it, almost like you're overhearing a conversation at the next table, but you just don't give it any, inf- any energy and you don't act on it, every time the craving hits, the craving will be weaker and weaker and weaker until eventually the craving signal will break down simply because it hasn't been rewarded with the behavior. It's how the body works. It's how the brain works. If you studied language in school, maybe back in high school you studied Spanish or French, let's say, like I did, but I never had a chance to use those pathways. I never had a chance to speak French. Well, now I can't remember any French at all. Why? Well, the body or the brain has dissolved those pathways because they became unnecessary. And it's the same thing with the craving. So imagine another scenario, another way to recognize it is, let's say you're sitting at home and the phone rings. Now, back in the day before we had smartphones and before we had answering machines, it really would drive people crazy to just have the phone ring and ring and ring and not answer it. But that's kind of what's happening here. Your, your brain is sending a signal and making the phone ring. What I'm asking you to do is don't give it any energy. Don't get up out of the chair and go over and answer the phone. Just let the phone ring. Don't try to substitute some other food. Don't try to fight it. Don't try to talk yourself out of it. Just let the phone ring. Eventually what happens is the caller on the other end is going to hang up. Why? Because he's not being answered. It's the same thing with craving behavior. It's just a habit. And the best way to break the habit in this case is to just leave it alone and not act on it. So That's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. If you're enjoying this podcast and you've not left a rating or a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, please take a moment to do so and let me know how much you love the show. I really do appreciate it when you tell me your feedback. In next week's episode, I will do part two of the craving behavior and how you can use a simple physical trick to reduce your cravings by 80% in under 30 seconds. So stay tuned for that. That's all I have on this week's episode of Transformation Radio. Until next time, remember, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Take that one step today towards total transformation. I'm Dr. Kathleen Nash. You've been listening to Transformation Radio with chiropractic physician Dr. Kathleen Nash. To begin your total transformation, visit drnash.com.